following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. You know, there are days that come along where you really just need to let it let it go. And you need to just settle down and just take a deep breath and look at some of the disappointment that has been in the rearview mirror and just move on. Today is not one of those days. Today is a day to say it with your chest and really look back at what happened in yesterday's 49-38 loss for the Dallas Cowboys against the Cleveland Browns, we're going to break it down for you here on Talking Cowboys because we're frustrated just like you guys are, Cowboys Nation, and we want to talk through it and we want to f- figure out exactly what it's going to take to fix this team because they're 1-3 and three through the first quarter of the season and there's a long way to go. I'm Kyle Yeomans alongside Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and the great Heckma Harrison, and Guys, it was disappointing. It was an embarrassment of a game, to say the least, and and there's no sugarcoating it right now. There really isn't. I mean, you can go through and you can talk about the positives. CeeDee Lamb had a good day. Dalton Schultz was solid again. Amari Cooper was a number one receiver, and he looked like he was worth his money. Dak Prescott put up great numbers late in that game again. However... It was just not the game that you wanted to see from the Dallas Cowboys, especially in what we said should have been at least remotely a game where you could get back to 500 and should get a win. But, Rob, it just wasn't that at all. I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to play option quarterback today. Based on our our pre-show vibes, I'm going to hand it off to Isaiah Standback because I feel like it's a TV service. We need to go are we doing, is it like chai tea or what? what, what I mean, we, yeah, right, it's anyways. steaming sure. hot right. tea. It's tw- yeah, it's, it's twinnings. It's steaming it's hot, okay. It's Earl Grey, baby. Okay, this, this is a safe place, right? This is a safe place? All right, good. It's um, tree. <laughs> it's tree. <rust-free. laughs> We're in the nest. We're in the nest here. <laughs> this was the most disrespectful performance that Cowboys have put forth all year Long And if you guys have been paying attention, if you guys have been watching this show, if you guys saw exactly what we talked about every single day last week about the things that they needed to do and about the things that they could not allow to happen, they obviously didn't watch the show because the defensive line did not show up in any form or fashion. Right. They literally got dogged. It was like it's almost like you have like a little like you have a little brother. Right. And it's like a 10 year separation Right. we turns five years old and he wants to wrestle you on the couch. What do you do? You just grab him, and just toss him. Right. And he and guess what? He keeps coming back. But what do you keep doing? You just keep tossing him. Right. And that's what happened last night. They this this offensive line and this offense of Cleveland put on an absolute clinic. And when you go back and watch the film and watch the run blocking, right, which we knew they were going to do, they have two dogs back there that run the ball, and they run the ball very well. Unfortunately for them, one of them got hurt early on, but he was still pretty doggone efficient before he got hurt. And by the way, after he went out, they decided to bring along the other two guys that they had behind uh, Kareem Hunt. So they used four running backs. And they all average over six yards per carry, I believe, except for the one who had five for 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was, that, was, that was the only one. However, these guys had a clinic. There's a whole lot to talk about, but it was, it was disrespectful. Let's sum that up, and then we'll break it down later. Heckma. 
<laughs> Dearness Johnson was a guy that I, you know, I, I didn't circle him, underline him, highlight his name or nothing. I mean, I, I knew about him. I figured, you know, kick return specialist. That's how he made the team. But I had no notes on Dearness Johnson. Somebody I wasn't worried about. When Nick Chubb went down, it wasn't that I was happy. I was like, look, this is going to be Kareem Hunt. It's going to be the guy that we have to worry about. I knew they moved Hillard up from the practice squad. But, man, we got gashed. I mean, that's the only place to put this is gashed. Our interior linemen, just that, that – uh, no one showed up on, on the defensive side of the ball. And, and obviously, there's so much to unpack. We cannot chew this whole steak in one bite. We're going to have to break this down, Kyle. Please help us. Okay, well, let's start. We're going to go through the defense in the next segment. We're going to go through the offense in the, the first segment. But let's start off with kind of some of the decision-making. And I want to start on the special team side of things following the comeback. And we had the comeback where you were down 24 points, or actually more than that. You were down 27 points in the fourth quarter. You had to make the comeback that would have been the largest fourth-quarter comeback in NFL history. The previous largest was 25, and that was the St. Louis Rams uh, quite a quite a bit ago. However, you did score 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, and then the decision came to kick an onside kick squib thing that really wasn't necessarily anything that you should have done, because if if I were in that seat, you either kick it deep and trust your defense to get a stop, or... You have the onside kick if you don't trust your defense. So I guess in that moment, we would probably say, let's go with the onside kick. However, what would you guys would have done? And Rob, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. What would you have done in that situation? And what did you think about just the the infuriating kick that was the onside squib thing? Yeah, I would have probably done something different there. But you know what? I, I mean... When you recap this game, I, that one doesn't just come to my mind, really. It, it's, it's what everybody covered just a minute ago. Doug, and, you know, what we discussed, the show we had after week two, mm-hmm. we would have had that show today if they hadn't had that miracle onside kick, the watermelon, whatever John Fossil calls it. Because that game, you're, you're lucky you had that game, because now you're one and three instead of zero oh and four. Because you're one miracle. Mm. That yeah. game, that game covered up a lot of the problems that we've been seeing the last three weeks. And basically, in some different ways, they played the same game. The last and when you play that type of game where you make enough mistakes offensively, and you get beat up front defensively, and you give up plays on the back end, and and yeah, you can throw in special teams. Some questions there too. Um, you're you're in trouble every game you play. McCarthy went out yesterday and, and talked about how it's a pattern these last four games. Last week, he wasn't here last year. It's the same pattern from last year. Yeah. Slow starts, turnovers, not enough takeaways, and run defense a problem off and on. And you put it all together, and it's the same reason the Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight last year. The difference is they've got an offense that seems to be big enough to try to make up for that late. But when you dig yourself a big enough hole like they did yesterday, the special team's decision doesn't really, ultimately doesn't really matter because you're, you're, you're way too far behind the eight ball, and that's why they lost this game. And that's why they're 1-3 for the first time in 10 years. Mm. Kyle, did, I think- this is, I know you about the, I'm about to toss it right to you. Hey, this is not the coach's fault. I don't know. I want everybody out there. Stop looking around at the coaches. This is the players, 
Right? Like, this is simply the players. You got to man up. You're a grown man. I played six years in the league. Sometimes you get disrespected, but you better come right, right dog on back. Right? If you get thrown around, you come back and you find a way. That is a challenge. If these dudes are finding if Jalen Smith running in there, they used his aggressiveness against him. He ran in there thinking he was going to bull rush these guys. These linemen literally just hugged him and would not let him off the block. That's not your advantage, buddy. You can't keep. What's, what's it? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's what these guys did. Poe. You've been playing Poe, right? Yes. Gri- Griffin, I, I'm sorry you haven't been with the Griffin that we expected. You know, heel, the bloody death roll didn't work for you yesterday. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that we that these guys just didn't show up. And everybody's going to turn to the coaches. And, you know, I know you brought up the, the special teams. That was a dumb call. That's one of the few dumb calls I think that he's made all year. There's just a, there's just no chance of anything going your way on that play. Um, but this is the players. This is, this is a... I can't use that term. This, this, is a, this is a gut check. <laughs> All right, this is a gut check. And these guys, if they want to play ball, they have to show up, stop looking around, man up, and claim it. Yeah, in a position like that, Isaiah, with the, with the squib kick, uh, bad management, uh, horrible strategy, you have a timeout and you still have the two-minute warning, so kick it deep. At least give yourself an opportunity uh, there. Instead, the squib kick, the guy catches it on the run and he brings it out to midfield. You basically surrender all of your momentum back over. At that point, you Dak has come back to the team is with, within three at that point. And I don't know about you and your household, but I know for me and mine, at that point, it was like, oh, my God, we have a chance. Is it happening again? And once we make that squib kick and they got to midfield, it was like, well, wait a minute. What's the strategy in this? Because if you're saying we're just going to give up a quick score, you're still down by 10. And now you... You need two scores to win the game or tie the game. So, uh, and, and then you need an onside kick just for the second score. So, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that from a coach's standpoint. I would have just kicked it deep, put my defense out there, and, and prayed and hoped that we got to stop. But that last play by Odell Beckham, we're going to talk about it. But to me, mm. that is just that just sums up everything that's happened in this first quarter of the season for the Cowboys. Like Let's, anything that can go wrong, the things that you don't really expect to go wrong, a play That's like it. that, fifty-yard reverse where he's not touched. I mean, right? We've That's seen it. some it, stuff these first four but. weeks, man. But, but Rob, that's not that's not something going wrong, and I don't want to I don't want us to keep using that term because something going that's, wrong yeah. imp- implicates as if oh we had bad luck. No, guys did not uphold their responsibilities. The only person that upheld their responsibilities was Alden Smith. Alden Smith was right there. He just didn't make the play, unfortunately. But that's a tough play. You got two hundred and seventy-five man, pound man trying to stop somebody who's one of the fastest dudes in the league. You're probably not going to win that battle, even if you. But have Isaiah, leverage. Isaiah, if Alden Smith cuts up the, if he Alden Smith makes Odell Beckham cut that back up, he runs them back to the defense. He loses contain right. on that. Yes, if he makes the tackle and, and miraculously him one on one. I don't want any one on one situations with Alden Smith and Odell Beckham. But his number one responsibility, right? there was do it's, not yeah. lose contain. And Absolutely. that's why Odell Beckham was so adamant about getting to the outside because he knew he was going to give us free all the way down the <laughs> sideline for a 50-yard <laughs> touchdown. He knew it. And hey. if he makes that tackle, dog, we're back at the 34-yard line. Hey. Obviously, this is a whole nother conversation. But, man, you got to make that guy cut back hey, up hey, the field. You hey. have to. to. To reiterate, Alden Smith was where he was supposed to be. Yes. Ode- Odell Beckham was a better athlete than yes. Alden Smith. That's the facts but, in that situation. Yeah. In that particular situation, yeah. he's a better athlete. So advantage goes to Beckham. Even though Alden Smith was 
eight yards up the field, stayed back there. He kept his he kept his leverage, kept his containment. He did a good job. Odell's freaking Odell. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's just some guys are just those dudes. So you can't expect every time just because you're in position to always make the play. Now, he did make him bow out. By making him bow out, he took his he took his momentum away. He made him lose yardage. He made him have to go <laughs> run around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then what happened? And then we saw the Great Wall of China come, right? Oh, all those guys. God. You saw all those brown jerseys walling those guys off like it was a, a mapped out punt <laughs> return on doggone a water boy. This guy had drew it up in a doggone playbook, and there was oh, wow. nobody to come help. And then you saw the Even- gas. Who is Odell Beckham? Don't disrespect him. He's still Odell. And we talked about that. He yeah. still has that juice, right? And he took off on these boys. And then you saw Jalen Smith trying to run with the arms flat, and you're not fast enough. Either way, either way. And when you bow out like that, he bowled out 10 yards, and the pursuit angle still didn't get to him. I mean, I've replayed that, that play a million times, and I still can't understand how he went untouched. I still but, can't. But Angles contain the first touchdown catch by Beckham from Jarvis Landry, mm. 37 yards. That was an angle oh, play. God. There's been mm. angles. There's been miscommunication. Uh, I don't think you can put it on one thing. I don't think you can say, oh, it's, it's, it's the coaching staff and the scheme, all, the, all of that. But I don't think you can say it's all the players either. Um, Isaiah, I'm glad you said that, though, and you, you corrected me because you said it's not just something going wrong. Because I heard that as part of the narrative last week or so. If they clean this up, if they don't make these turnovers, if they don't do this, they could be 3-0. and Yep. <laughs> you know, at some point, and, and I look, around some perspective for me personally, I mean, this is a weird year. Guys are trying to play through a, a, an unprecedented situation. I recognize that. This is a hard deal for everybody around the league to try to do this, pull the season off. But, you know, we're, we're paid to analyze, and – this is this is the same problem from last year, and and I and to go one and three was the same type of thing. It was well, if, they, if they iron these creases, if they if they eliminate this and that and some of the sloppiness, well, at a certain point that does become your identity until you fix it. You know, it, you can't you can't just say, well, if they if, you know if we're a little cleaner, at some point you've got to winning plays and be enough. Uh, clean football on, on all three phases to give yourself a chance. They have not given themselves a chance to win games, save for one of the greatest comebacks we've seen yep. in team history three weeks ago. Rob, you're right. Kyle said it best yesterday when he tossed a, well, he, he tossed a question to Nate in the postgame show. He said, what area do we need to improve upon? <laughs> and Nate said, all of them. <laughs> I tried to get I tried to get Nate to, to give me something specific. I was like, hey, if you had to choose one, if there was one thing there, what what specific? And I made it very clear. I was trying to make it a very specific point. And Nate was like, nah, dude, all of them. Like, I, you, I know what you're trying to get me to say, and I'm still going to say all of them. And I don't disagree. And the thing that's most frustrating about it, I think, and, and Rob, you brought this point up, is yes, everybody's going through a weird season. It's the preseason's gone. You got a coaching change. That was an excuse the first three weeks of the season. You're in week four now. These are professional athletes that are getting paid millions of dollars to, to do your job the right way. Isaiah said it yesterday in the middle of the game. Cleveland was the epitome of DYJ. Do your job. They came in. They played complimentary football. You did not. You did the opposite. You played anti complimentary football, and that's what got you in the hole in the first place. Also, not to mention, Cleveland... 
also has a new head coach that hasn't won a Super Bowl in the past. Kevin Stefanski, who has been an offensive coordinator or a tight ends coach for 14 years in Minnesota, came out and outcoached you and really mm. just beat you up and down the field to start the game. And that's uh, it really is. It's mm. unacceptable from a Cowboys with perspective talent. with the roster with that you talent. have. It, it was really disappointing all the way around, Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, you just said it. I mean, the, he's, it's not, and that's what I'm saying. It's not simply the coaching. And, and I, mm-hmm. as as a former player, I don't like. It's actually almost a slap in the face when people start making excuses, right? Either some people are going to go with the excuses, or like I said, you just look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, I'm not getting it done." And I think the post game interview with D Law yesterday was a perfect example of him just calling it out and calling himself out as well. We play soft as soft. tissue paper. Yeah, so. Yeah, it is what it is, man. These guys, these guys better figure out if they want to. I mean, I know the NFC East is whack, and you, they they better. Hopefully, I hope their mindset isn't set on oh, we're still good because of the NFC East. Screw that. Control what you can control. Yeah, they're yeah. Not, no, they're not. They're not. Honestly, anybody thought the Eagles teams won a Super Bowl, man? Like they're they're gonna figure it out. They may not be a great team this year, but they're gonna be competitive and they're gonna challenge this year. But if we're counting on just the division being a toilet for us to make it to, to finish and yeah. win the division, that's not that's not a good strategy at all. And Isaiah, like, look, man, six years in the league, you know, every good or bad play has a hero or a villain. Our guys are turning into the villains on these bad <laughs> plays, bad angles. Just I understand Cleveland came out and they blocked it up well. Yeah, their offensive they line, their front, their front five. It, man, they played awesome yesterday. All of those guys should have got the game ball. But yeah. when you have Everson Griffin ducking inside when he knows he has contained, you're playing losing football. You're giving up a 15-yard running lane to a running back. That's just the 101, the ABCs of football. He's known that his whole career. How can you do that? I mean, when you have Wilson and your safeties, when you have a blitz, you are the last line, dude. You have to get home if Nolan is dialing up a blitz to try and slow this down. Guys are hesitating and eyeballing Baker Mayfield. Get home. You got to hey, get home. Hey, 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 hey. And all of those things you just brought up, none of them are in regards to coaching. Yeah, absolutely. None of them. Yeah. Those are assignments. Those are assignment errors because I guarantee you they're coaching it up right. Those are assignment errors, mental errors, and communication errors. It's the players. Figure it out. And Demarcus Lawrence said it, like you said. You mentioned his post-game press conference. He called the defense soft. He also called them another S-word. I can't say that on air. But he called them soft. <laughs> and he said, this is something we've got to... the S was soft. Exactly, yeah. He said, this is, this is something we got to fix. This is soft. And whenever he said that... It wasn't for the media. It wasn't for those asking the questions on the WebEx. It wasn't for talking Cowboys to sit here and debate. That was for him. That was for his defense. That was him saying, this is unacceptable. We've got to change it. And even last week, Ezekiel Elliott said that he had, uh, or that the Cowboys had a very good week of practice. Well, they're going to have to have a better week of practice this week to, to fix up some of the holes and, and figure some things out. We're going to step aside for just a couple of moments. When we come back, we're going to address that defense. What happened in the secondary? early on and why can't we stop the run at all 307 yards on the ground we address it next when we come back on talking cowboys since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can 
By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> it's the second segment of Talking Cowboys as we sift through what is the wreckage of a 49-38 Cleveland Browns victory over the Dallas Cowboys here on this Monday following. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming websites. And guys, the Ernest Johnson, 13 carries, 95 yards, 7.5 yards per carry. Ooh. Odell Beckham Jr., 2 carries, Ooh. 73 yards. Yeah, who? Uh, Kareem Hunt, 11 Ooh. carries, 71 yards. Nick Chubb, 6 for 43. Ooh. Hilliard, who the heck is Ooh. Hilliard? 5 for 19, and he had a long of 10 at one point as well a total of 40 carries 307 yards on the ground for the Dallas Cowboys the most ever given up by a team in franchise history and the only other 300 plus yard rushing game from an opponent since 2000 so guys it it was a, a dismal effort whenever it comes to what the Cowboys showed defensively on the ground yesterday, the secondary. I, 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 you, we can talk about how the secondary got torched on a couple of occasions. However, it really wasn't tested a whole lot yesterday, especially compared to the first three weeks of the season. But we need to talk about what happened in the run defense. But what what happened in the run defense? Somebody just tell me in, in a short synopsis what was the biggest problem. They took our lunch. That's what they did. They they showed up in the lunchroom and they took our tray. And that's what happened. I mean, interior line wise, we got pushed around. If you see, if you go back and look just at the interior line, the war in the trenches, we lost that. And we lost it from the first quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. We had nothing for them. We had no answer for what they were doing in the run. And guys, I think we talked about this for weeks, uh, uh, last week for sure, that Cleveland was going to do what? They were going to run the ball. There was no surprise about that. And the fact that they had so many guys 
that were getting in on the act. Dearness, come on, I didn't go to bed Saturday night saying this guy, Dearness Johnson, was somebody to worry about. I knew Kareem Hunt. We knew he had a growing injury. Uh, And so there was a liability. We knew what the liabilities would be. But for our defense, man, that was an embarrassment, complete embarrassment. And I'm reiterating and saying the same thing. But it's, it's embarrassing, man. I'm going to say it like, uh, like the, the great philosopher The Rock said. It doesn't matter who got the ball in the backfield. All right, these boys who are handing the ball off to freaking Kyle could have got back there and had at least 40 yards rushing. Probably. I mean, I'm just that saying, it didn't fun. matter, man. These guys were so... Come yeah, on man. now. Come on, come on, come on now. Hey, come hey, on. I'm just saying, heck, the way these, these boys <laughs> were on, blocking, this was clinic, right? This was like literally uh, on offensive side of the ball for the Browns, this is how we block. And on the defensive side, this is exactly what you don't do. And it was disrespectful. There's no other word to really apply towards it. Um, and, and, and Kyle, I felt like you were kind of giving the, the, the secondary a little bit of a break. Don't give them a break. The secondary no. got their tail whooped too. And, all right. Yeah. Just, now, just sure. I, I was just saying that whenever it comes to Baker Mayfield throwing the ball 30 times for a buck 65. They didn't throw it downfield a whole lot. You got torched by a wide receiver throwing to a wide receiver yeah, on another occasion. That. Yeah, we already knew that was a problem, right. though. Yeah, we knew that. We, we, we said that they were going to have to throw the ball underneath whenever they did, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that they were that you could not get low to sleep by the run. We said that. Or I think on, mm, was that Wednesday. We said, don't get low to sleep by the run because – these guys are still Landry. They're still freaking Beckham. They'll run by you. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening? They get they got lulled to sleep, right? The linebackers were rushing up. You know, Jalen Smith kept running his forehead into some, another grown man's chest. And he's, you know, Hill and Woods and everybody else that they put on the D-line was getting thrown away to the side. There were These guys weren't getting touched for eight yards. But you're not getting any push at all. You're Zero. not getting any push. You're not getting any push at all from your defensive line. Zero. And it's starting to and it's starting to look as though our edge rushers are small. It's mm. that's what I'm starting to see because it's so easy for teams to just seal the edge on us and get outside. It and and I don't know. We talked last year about or talked about the last year's defense maybe being undersized. So you bring in bigger guys, but even those bigger guys are getting blown off the ball. And so you can talk about the absence of Leighton Vanderesh. You could talk about, you know, maybe Sean Lee or somebody would have played better at the linebacker position. But these guys are not even able to get into any rhythm or ain't find an angle at all because they're they have their defensive, their defensive line guys. In their way, it's they, these guys are getting blown off the ball, and you can't have that. You cannot have that, Rob. Yeah, sorry, I got knocked off, fellas. Um, it, it's everything you said. It, it, the thing that jumped out to me, and I need to still watch it back, but we knew that the Browns loved those outside zone runs. They loved going to the outside, yes. and there was no like Heckma said, there just wasn't edge containment. They they, they mm-hmm. just they hit the sideline whenever they wanted and cut up field. And, but it's more than that, you know, it's, it's, they've had problems in the middle of their, of their defensive line. And I think it's really a problem through their entire middle of their defense. You know, I I think you're, you're missing the the absence of Gerald McCoy. Mm -hmm. You're missing the absence of Leighton Vander Esch. And we've talked about the safeties and, and when you're, (laughs) when you're weak in the middle at times, that, that is where you can really have some trouble. Uh, but it really didn't matter. Wherever the Browns wanted to attack yesterday, they were able to do it. <laughs> and I, I, I keep going back to last year, but you guys have hit on it. There, there's other reasons, too. Some, there were a lot of missed tackles, and there were situations where they used the Cowboys' aggressiveness against yes. them. And they, they overrun plays, 
And I don't know how many times we talked about that last year. I don't know what it takes to fix something like that. Yeah, I, and Heckma, you sounded I, like I got, you really agreed with that one. I mean, you you were you were in the background saying yes because of the the over aggressiveness really kind of paid dividends for Cleveland. I mean, you saw it a couple times when finally oh. Dontari Poe might have gotten in the backfield. There was no run contained. He was just kind of flying blind. And, and I know yesterday Isaiah said it while we were watching the game is, oh, Poe looks a little lost back there. And you could say that really about the entire defense. But why – and once again, this is a question that I know the coaching staff is maybe having to address. This is a question that all Cowboys fans have. Why is it that every week – it's a different section of the defense that just looks lost, Heckma. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Come on, Isaiah. <laughs> what, what do you yeah, got? You, usually, usually there's a different level, Kyle. It, hardly ever do you do. It doesn't ever happen, nor do you ever want all three levels to get disrespected, right? Yeah. And that's what happened. The D line, we talked about them. The linebackers got swallowed up. Uh, the secondary is what we what what we thought they were, right? I mean, I mean, you swap out Thompson, you put Wilson in, he still gets torched as well. Worley looks like he was in no man's oh land. Oh my Freaking god! Odell Beckham is about to run a slant route with no coverage in the oh, middle. Man. You might want to get inside leverage on this guy. Just mm-hmm. saying, just maybe you have a better chance of of playing defense against a fade route than a slant route. Just saying. Um, but, you know, th- I mean, th- it, this team, I don't know. I don't know to answer your your question, Kyle. I don't know where you find it at, Rob. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they need to do some bear crawls this week. Maybe you need to bring in maybe maybe you need maybe you need to bring in Earl Thomas for a workout to challenge somebody's position. Maybe you need to bring in Snacks Harrison to maybe wake these guys up just for a workout. Sometimes it, re- it requires your your job being threatened in order for you to kind of have a wake up call. Yeah, that's that's it, man. I, I'm all I'm all about that. The tryouts we do that when the kickers fail. We bring in a bunch of kickers. We need to bring in some guys because the effort the effort isn't there. And even the thing for me, and I asked you this uh, before we got started, Isaiah. I can't remember the last time a guy went untouched on a on the reverse. I just, especially at this level, maybe it maybe at another level, yeah. But at this level, the pursuit angles alone, guys have, are yes. used to taking those, and there's no way you're going to avoid the pursuit. That what they did was they obviously saw something. They opened up the game with a. I mean, on the, the Landry to Odell Beckham, that was a double reverse pass. Mm-hmm. That's saying that we know your guys are over-pursuing, you're over-anxious, and you're undisciplined in your lanes. We're going to take advantage of it. And they took advantage of it multiple times. I wish you guys could have could have had a camera in the back when we were watching the film with Kyle during the game. And how many times, what, what did I say, Kyle, the old school coach is saying, don't follow the same color, right? Don't. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't let one move beat, beat more than one person. And this over pursuit that the Cowboys have there is no discipline whatsoever these are drills that you go back to in OTAs right which we didn't really have um, but there's yeah. drills that you do that that help you with pursuit right so you're coming in you're tiered right one person's here the next person's two yards away from that person next person so if they if they do make a move and beat that one person there's somebody else waiting for them what you see in the Cowboys numerous times is one move beats four or five guys so one little one little one little uh little jump cut literally has four or five guys falling off to the sideline and then guys are just bouncing and then getting big plays. That's another reason they went they went play action and they do this, but they went it over and over and over again and they just had it working for them. You know, they just the misdirection and all that, it was 
It was a clinic, man. It was a clinic up front by Cleveland. There's well, no question about it. No, and, and Rob, Rob, you, you know that football is a game of adjustments. When do you make an adjustment to stop that? You're down 31-14. Where's the adjustment? How it's do you, not, it's you not don't the come coaches. back out and do the same it's thing? It's not the coaches. You know, we keep saying it. You it's not the coach. You have to make adjustments. As a player, you need to make an adjustment. Well, you need to say, guess what? I'm over-pursuing. Guess what? I'm over-committing. And be disciplined, man. But you, in order to do that, you have to trust the guys that are up front. And obviously, they don't really trust them. Mm-hmm. Well, and also kind of going to, to Heckma's point and Isaiah to, to bridge this, and I'm coming to you on this, Heckma, but whenever it comes to the coaching staff to make an adjustment to stop play action, wouldn't it require – stopping the run first because whenever you have a dozen different running backs who somehow are on the 53-man <laughs> roster from Cleveland running for nine yards per carry, it's a little tough to sell out to stop mm. the nine yards per carry and also have guys in a secondary that's already depleted enough to stop the play action. What kind of adjustment needed to be made there? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at teams make the adjustments versus us. Just selling out to stop the run, to stop Zeke. And it's working for them. How the hell can it work for us? <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you load up to stop the run, and then you give up 307 yards, Kyle. So yep. you ask me that question, and my answer is, hell, I don't know. <laughs> Every, they, what they do, let's do what they're doing to us. I mean, 307 <laughs> yards, man. The Cowboys have been playing football for 61 How, dog? 307? <laughs> you just pressed Heckman's easy button. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, dog. I, but you know how what? Do we stop, how do we, what adjustment do we make to stop the run? But Let's do what the they're doing to us to stop that's, our run. But that's the problem. It's not an easy, straightforward answer because you just don't have the dogs on defense. You just don't have those guys. You can't make those adjustments I, 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 as I, easily. I disagree, Kyle. Okay. I disagree. They have the guys. They're just not. They're they're not playing like the dogs that they have on the inside. Well, it is a oh, choice. You're being so nice. It is. You're being so nice right now. No, 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 Listen, 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 listen. These guys have some of the best athletes in the league. These, once they make a decision that they actually want to play some ball, and they, mm, I can't use that term, but once they make a decision that they want to play some real ball and actually like care about their manhood and care about the reputation and care about actually making plays instead of just collecting another game check. That's when guys will start showing up to like to the people that we know them as on paper, right? That's when you start seeing Jalen Smith be this all all American, you know, all all amazing linebacker, all pro. That's when you start seeing Poe show up. That's when you start seeing D Law play like that, that one and a half million dollars that he makes every game now, right? So that's when you start seeing this. But if you don't care enough, then you won't see that person. Everybody can tone it down, right? But you have to make a decision if you want to turn it up. So it's not that they don't have the talent. They have the talent. Let's not act like that. That's another excuse. Their talent is there. Make the decision that you want to make some doggone plays. Coach Stanback, Coach Stanback, what do you do about guys loafing? What do you do about that? I mean, you challenge, you challenge their position. So, like, the safeties, I've been saying it for the last four weeks. You should have had Earl Thomas in here. But guess what? Oh, no, we're good with the guys that we have, right? The guys up front, once you recognize the second game in a row that they're getting freaking ran up the middle, bring another dude in there to, to, for a workout. Oh, crap, somebody's coming in at my position? I better figure it out because I might be up out of here. These are weak, these are these are one-week contracts, you guys. Unless there's guaranteed money, guys are playing week by week, getting checks week by week. You can get fired any day. Get somebody else in there that wants to play ball. When you see that person coming in here to, t- to challenge your position, I bet you you get some get right. Yeah, 
It, well, and sometimes I think whenever you talk about these guys being dogs or, or being being predators, it's sometimes there's a kitten, and the kitten might think it could grow up to be a lion and roar like a lion, but sometimes <laughs> it might just be a kitten, and I think that might be what we're looking at at this point whenever it's the Dallas Cowboys defense. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I promise Rob Phillips is going to talk a little bit because Heckma and Isaiah are just rolling today, and I love it. Sorry, but sorry, We promise the, the Cowboys insider is going to no, talk I a little bit. And he's going to fix this Cowboys. Cowboys offense, so prepare in the next two minutes after we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. I'm gonna let it's Rob the final segment up. here of Talking Cowboys. The Monday following a 49-38 loss in frustrating fashion to the Cleveland Browns as we now enter week five of the NFL season. The Cowboys currently sitting at 1-3, and three, tied for second in the NFC East. I laugh a little bit and I chuckle a little bit when I say that. Um, yeah, uh, the Cowboys are 1-3, and three, and yet they're still just a half game out of first place in the NFC East. Philadelphia had a win last night against San Francisco in what was a, uh, a entertaining game, but once again a weird game for an NFC East opponent as well. But <laughs> Rob Phillips, Heck Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And Rob, I gave you the task going into the break that you needed to fix the offense. Now, I gave you, it's a little bit easier of a task to fix the offense than it is to fix the defense <laughs> since the offense is putting up massive numbers. But, Rob, it really starts with just hanging on to the football in key situations. Don't. Yeah, the Cowboys' offense and defense right now, it's like a relationship. And they're not, they're not good. They're not compatible right now. They're not good for each other right now. That's the way I look at it because <laughs> they're, they're piling up yards. Like they, like you said, it's video game numbers. And, and Dak said, look, I don't care about all that. I care about winning. 
I, I don't buy into the fact that it's all garbage time necessarily because, mm-hmm. look, he had 200 yards at halftime. They are able to move the football uh, when they want to, when they don't turn it over. But we, we spent a segment talking about the defense, and rightfully so. But it is all intertwined. I mean, when you look at what the Cowboys offense is, is doing right now, they, the, the Cowboys lead the NFL in turnovers at, with nine right now, I believe. Those nine turnovers have led to 45 points by the opposition in four games, including the last two weeks, a pair of back-to-back turnovers have led to two straight touchdowns and have put everybody behind the eight ball the rest of the game, all this catch-up mode. Conversely, the Cowboys defense has two takeaways, leading to three points by the offense in four games. That is a 42-point difference. That's, if you want to point to... I mean, hey, I know the the run defense and the and the big plays given up in the secondary, all that stuff's bad. But the offense isn't doing their part to help the Cowboys defense. And to some extent, it's Points. yeah. I mean, I mean, to some extent, they they've almost got to be perfect because you know if you if they don't have a, a productive drive, the Cowboys defense they're struggling right now. But they've got to they've got to be better. They've got to take care of the football. And and you know, I know we talked about. It, and I agree with you, Isaiah, a lot of it's on the players. But, you know, from a coaching standpoint, one of those fumbles, the sack strip on Dak, you left Terrence Steele on an island uh, <laughs> against Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in the league, in a wide stance who had a lot of room to maneuver. And that was a key, key play in the game. So, it's you know, when we talk about why they're, why they're one and three, it's a lot of different reasons. And, and I think everybody deserves some credit here. I feel like we saw that play in the film room this past I week. think I you just, did, Isaiah. I think you drew that up perfectly. I think you said exactly what he was going to do. Hey, Isaiah, what did he go out there and do? He lined up in the wide nine, and what did he do? Strip, sack, fumble. Dog, come on. There was no... There was no, no mystery to this. I'm sorry, I said. Go ahead. No, you got it, man. It's all you, heck. All you. <laughs> no, I got nothing to say. I just don't. I don't understand from an offensive line standpoint. And then there's Isaiah. You being a former quarterback, there's a time clock in your head. You know yeah. where that guy is. You Thank know you. he's over there. He's on your. He's in your eyesight. You can see him. Okay, step up in the pocket. Don't let this guy abuse your undrafted free agent rookie that you know is having fits on this side, man. I just. It's stuff there. like that when we're at 14, when the, when the score is 14 to 7, right? We come, everything is looking good. It's like we've righted everything. And then they tie it up, and we need a play from our quarterback. Drive, stall out. We don't, and then we have the sack strip fumble. Then we have a, the longest run, and we fumble, fumble that. This, I mean, it's just one thing after it. another thing after another thing that leads to that nine turnovers for 45 for 45 points we're killing ourselves and, and, and heck let's be real and let's be honest i know i'm probably gonna get a lot of people cursing me out that nine should be about 18 and nine yeah. should be about 18 because oh, that's yeah because because dak is as many stats as everybody's talking about he got all these passing yards on it hey man you, you, you haven't been that that perfect because i can think about about six plays yesterday that should have been intercepted 
Six. At least at least six plays yesterday that should have been intercepted that literally went through the hands of defenders. Oh, then let's, <laughs> let's go back a week against the Seattle. Trey Flowers was sitting on the ground and the ball found his found his with his way into his chest and he just somehow dropped it and then Gallup grabbed it and took off running. So luck has been on the side of the Cowboys for the last two to three weeks and there should be at least nine more turnovers from Dak should if, if the defense even found out what the heck the jugs machine is. But some of that, you know, you're right. Like the I think the first drive against. Seattle you know he threw it in a tight window and easily could have been picked off Mm -hmm. he was looking for Amari and it happened later in the game you know some of those throws in the second half he's pressing downfield he's trying to make something happen and I get it but you also put yourself in that position with the mistakes early in the game where once again you're just a pass first come from Mike McCarthy said we're a come from behind team right now and that's that's unacceptable (laughs) we're come from behind team yeah yes that's what you are when you're getting the brakes beat off of you. You've got to come from behind. Everybody's that. That's just what happens. You're a come from behind. T- I, I hate that was the one thing about that that just I, that didn't sit right with me. Well, and also. Well, he wasn't happy about it. it was, <laughs> well, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And, and one thing that's really, it was frustrating to me, and it, it did lead to the play we were talking about just a moment ago with Miles Garrett and the strip sack fumble. But. It was frustrating to see just how short of a leash that Terrence Steele had. And Marcus Mosher, a, a fantastic follow on Twitter, yeah. uh, I, he tweeted it out yesterday, and it was right before I was really going to say something about it as well. But it, it, it's frustrating because both Terrence Steele and Darian Thompson were put out as starters in both positions that you knew there were other options at and the other options might be the better of the two and you still put them out there as starters they got torched they got beat it was a a disaster on their part and then the leash was reined in immediately and Brandon Knight was now at a right tackle why didn't you do that from the beginning that's my question Uh, why was that a a decision that was made demoralizing yeah that's demoralizing as a player man as a player that that just it, it kills you um I don't care if you're professional or not. Confidence goes a long ways. So to, for, to be out there and be trusted in a sense, right, but to say, hey, if you mess up one time, yeah. I'm pulling you. That's that's whack, man. And I'm, I'm not a fan of that by the coaches. Um, if you knew that he was going to be on a short leash, just put the other dude out there, man. Just put the other guy out there because you're killing his confidence. You're killing your trust within your players and your locker room as well. You know, but Isaiah, the same t- – go ahead, uh, Rob. Well, no, just on that real quick. Sorry, Heck. Mike was asked about the decision at right tackle, and he said they worked different combinations during the week, but he said we fully anticipated on both guys playing today who started the game and who didn't is irrelevant. I, I didn't understand that. That's, because, that's why. That's because I think, think you've got to roll with who you roll with and yeah, keep that – you know, the chemistry up there up front is important. I, I would have gone with Brandon Knight. Just I think Terrence Steele is a good young prospect. I think obviously see something in him. Uh, but with the matchup, and Miles Garrett lines up, you see him line up at left end, certain uh, right end, certain situations. Man, they put him on the left side to go up against that matchup, and Brandon Knight's got a little bit more experience in that situation, and they they were able to shore up some things a little bit after that. Yeah. Heckman, you had no, something. No, you said then. it, Rob. I mean, that's no. I, I just Rob said it, and I just feel as though as as far as back to what you were saying, Isaiah, about destroying his or, or getting tinkering with uh, Steele's confidence, you know, you have to make adjustments, in-game adjustments. They did that at the safety because, you know, Thompson gave up that long touchdown. You have to get that guy out of there, get someone in there that could at least stop, shore up your defense or your offensive line. Otherwise, you're going to have problems like that all day. You know, 
look, there's injuries. There's been this whole musical chairs up front for our offensive line, and we have to find the best five guys we can, and we just haven't found that, that swing tackle yet, period. We haven't. Yeah, yeah but, you, but you, but you, but you, I mean, but you knew that going into the game, though. You knew no matter who you put out there, they weren't going to stop Garrett one on one. So doggone it, don't pull him because he got beat by a freaking one of the best guys in the league right now. That's BS. And then Thompson, he is who, who he's been all year. Thompson comes up and he he hits the run. He does a good job on the run, right? He, he puts his head in there. He definitely comes up aggressively on that. But in in pass defense, he sucks. Right, it's call it how it is, and that's why you that you, as ownership, as management, go get Earl Thomas and stop making woes and, and excuses for the guys that you have. <laughs> Sick. Well, <laughs> it, it certainly was. It was frustrating on both sides of the football. All three phases were not good yesterday, and it's a big reason why you were down as much as you were down forty-one uh, fourteen at one point to the Cleveland Browns, a team that hadn't been over five hundred since. 2014. I know this is a different Cleveland Browns team, but it was still frustrating, and it's the first time they've beaten you as a franchise since 1994. 26 years. I don't think you guys want to know where I was in 1994. However, uh, you, you can swaddle, have an opportunity. Swaddle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you have an opportunity this week to maybe sure up some of these spots, make some phone calls tomorrow. You don't want to miss our show tomorrow because it's going to be really interesting from a player personnel perspective. We're going to try and fix this defense via trades, via free agency, and we're going to try and be the GM tomorrow, 9.30, Talking Cowboys on DallasCowboys.com and on all the social streaming. But that's going to do it here for us today. Cowboys fall to 1-3, 49-38, the final score yesterday against Cleveland. We've been breaking it down. Thanks for being with us over the last 45 minutes. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. Special thanks to Heck Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!